Every so often we take the time to have what we call a God in life, an opportunity to hear from somebody. Today we get to hear from a, a guy that I've known for 20-some years. We started off as frenemies. He went to Oakton High School. I went to Madison. Over the course of time, we've become good friends. Uh, Brian is on the church council here at CCV, and he's going to share with us some of what's been going on in his life. So, Brian? Uh, good morning. My name is Brian Berry, and Johnny's asked me to share what's been going on in my life over the past year or so, and particularly how God is moving in my life. Um, and the story I want to tell is not chronological, so I ask that you bear with me. Um, five months ago, uh, I was in a hospital gown in Houston, Texas, at a hospital that is only for cancer, uh, having been diagnosed uh, with a, a very rare form of cancer uh, two months before. And I was about to be wheeled into a, an MRI machine when a, a wave of fear kind of just swept over me. Uh, the first fear, maybe people will think was inconsequential, but I'm claustrophobic, and I saw the MRI tube, and I thought, that's far, far too small for my large, ever-expanding frame. Um, and, and I was right, because um, as I went in, it started pressing on my arms. Um, it was too narrow, and I frantically let them, you squeeze a ball, and they came in, they said, uh, this is as big as we got. Um, and I thought, this is not going to go well. Um, but I was very fearful of getting trapped in the machine. And then as I sat there, there was another fear that I had, and that was the fear that the cancer that had been diagnosed in my hip, I was fairly certain had spread to my, my lungs, and then from my lungs it was going to spread to my brain, and I was fearful that I was going to die and to die quickly. And it was really the first time I had thought about that. Uh, I'd been diagnosed two months before, and I just thought, well, this is something we've got to deal with. Um, and it was an incredibly intense fear that I was going to die. And then as I sat in the tube trying to pray, another fear, um, one that scared me far more than the other two, crept in. And that was, I'm not sure I have enough faith to get through this and to get into heaven. If I'm going to die, I need to really start thinking about that. And, um, and that was a debilitating and just panic-inducing fear that I had lost my faith. Um, and those doubts had started a couple years in advance and a couple years in advance of me being diagnosed with cancer. Um, I had always had a knowledge of God I grew up in a home where we believed, where we went to church, and just from my experience of looking at the world, I knew there was a God. And then in high school, it was explained to me, the gospel was explained to me in a way that made sense to me. I was sinful, or that God had created me, but that I was sinful, and that Jesus had come to bridge that gap between my sin and God's perfection. It was like a math equation. It simply made sense to me. It confirmed what I knew about the world, and I believed. But my belief was always about uh, a knowledge of God and less an experience of God. It was a knowledge of God. Uh, it was a knowledge about who God was, not a knowledge of who God was. And about two years ago, I started to doubt that that was enough. That 
my uh, belief in Christian doctrine and my belief in Christian ethics and my study of Christian uh, history was not the same thing as having actual faith. And I had started to have some doubts about not whether Christianity made sense, but whether I actually believed it enough. In many ways, I was making a work out of God's grace. Do I believe in God enough to, to merit his grace? And it culminated in that tube um, as I was panicking, um, thinking, I, I don't think I do have enough. And I thought, as I sat there in the tube, this is what my hell is going to be like. I'm going to be trapped forever in a tube that's just too small for me to do anything, and I'm going to panic and try to get out and not be able to. And I came home, and uh, and, and so later on that day, um, my fears were stoked a little bit more because I did find some things in my lung, lungs. Um, and the doc told me, don't worry about them. We don't, we don't know what they are yet. So just, they're way too small. Don't worry about them. And that m- might be something that the doctor needed to say. Um, but the fact that there were things in my lungs caused great fear. And I came home and was just in a, an odd place. I was fearful of dying. I was fearful of losing my faith. Um, and I was v- fearful that I just didn't know what the future held. And uh, Mark Andringa called me out of the blue, who I had known tangentially from church. And he said, I want you to go to a healing prayer service. And I said, yes, before I kind of even realized what I was saying yes to. Um, And then realized, gosh, I'm a little bit scared of healing prayer services. Because what if I go and I don't get healed? Does that mean I didn't have enough faith? Or what if I go and I realize that I, I don't have the faith that God can heal me? And my whole thought process was going to get healed from cancer. And as we went to the the healing prayer service, um, they started with three songs. And during the course of those three songs, God very powerfully spoke to me. Um, And he said, Brian, you don't need to be afraid. My grace is sufficient. And he didn't say, hey, I'm going to cure you of cancer. That would have been wonderful. Um, But what he was saying was, Brian, even your doubts are covered by my grace. That your faith in Christian doctrine, that your faith in who I am, and even your limited faith in who I am is enough. That my grace is sufficient for you. And it's sufficient to even cover your doubts. Um. And it was an unbelievably liberating experience to know that I didn't have to make a work out of my faith. Um, and then Mark, a couple weeks later, shared a passage in the Bible with me. And I'm, I think it's Psalm 51. Is that right? And it's David crying out to the Lord. And it's after he has just committed an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. And he's crying out to the Lord, creating me a clean heart, God. And the first part of it is David saying, I don't deserve it. I am worthless. I am kind of the scum of the earth. But God created me a spirit uh, that is right and that is holy. And that has essentially become my prayer is, yes, I have a faith. It is small. It may be as small as a mustard seed. 
but God, create in me a faith that is expanding. It's not on me to create the faith. It, God will create that faith in me. And so what, has, what I have experienced over the past year um, has been pretty profound. I still have cancer. I still have to wrestle with the fact that uh, my life may not be as long as I would like it to be. But we all have to wrestle with that, whether we have cancer or not. Um, and it's been a profound blessing to know that God's grace is sufficient to cover even my doubts, even my questions. Thanks, Brian, for sharing. Um, can you give us just an update on where you are right now, purely on the medical side? What's going on right now and in the coming months for you? Um, so, uh, sure, I am a 23 radiation treatments into a 25 uh, treatment cycle, so I've got two more to go. Um, and then within the next six weeks, I will have pretty major surgery to remove the cancer that's in my hip. Um, and um, as of right now, they don't believe that the cancer has spread anywhere else. So that's wonderful news. So the hope is that I get the tumors removed from my hip in um, six weeks and then maybe have some uh, treatment uh, to make sure it doesn't grow anywhere else, but that's, that's where I stand right now. I'm glad that Brian shared this, and you know, part of the reason is so that we can be praying for Brian and for others who are dealing with illnesses like this, but it's even more to kind of walk in a story of how God's grace and mercy is sufficient, to realize that he comes to answer our prayers, even if it's in, in that simple way of saying, do not be afraid. Um, instead of just praying for Brian right now, we're going to go into a time of prayer where we bring all of our cares and concerns before the Lord, those of, of our deep brokenness and need and fears and doubts, as well as the simple need of bread and healing and restoration. So as Brian and I step down, we're going to prepare ourselves and go into a time of prayer.